0: Welcome to another episode of Are You Fucking Shitting Me? I'm Rachel and I'm April. How you doing, April? Good. Great. Doing good. Great. So this week we have a pretty fun subject. We talked about it last week.
1: Yes, we did get the Aztecologist. Yay! Is that how you would say it? I don't know.
0: Aztecologist. I don't. She, I mean, she studies Mesoamerican.
1: Yeah, she's yeah. I mean, I'm saying Aztecologist for fun, but yes, her her uh, field is uh, Mesoamerican.
0: I like Aztecologist.
1: Yeah, you know, sure. it's like an Egyptologist, but.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, Kirby is amazing, and we're gonna hear our conversation. We'll probably come in and out of it and just be a little casual this week. So as we were saying last week, I had posted an article from the Smithsonian that compared the dates of the first class of. Oxford University to the technical founding of the Aztec civilization. We wanted to know, were those dates accurate? And I'm kind of surprised by what we found out, but also really actually quite happy, because I think the original point was to really wrap our minds around how we perceive time and cultures and what we even know about them. It was pretty exciting.
1: I think she paints a really interesting picture. There was a lot to Aztec culture that I didn't know before.
0: Let's just get right into it.
1: My
2: name is uh, Kirby Farah, Dr. Kirby Farah now. Um, I'm a lecturer at the University of Southern California in the Department of Anthropology and with the Archaeology program. I specialize in Mesoamerican archaeology, broadly, uh, my work focuses more specifically on Central Mexico, the Basin of Mexico, during the post-classic period, which uh, dates roughly from about 1080 to 1521 AD. So my work um, tangentially focuses on the Aztecs in the sense that I study a site that uh, predates the Aztec civilization, And then as the Aztecs rise to power, they sort of slowly incorporate all of these different polities throughout the basin of Mexico. And so eventually the site where I work did become a part of the Aztec empire.
1: Interesting. Okay, so this is starting to make a little more sense This gets so confusing. Yes. Okay. So so the reason that we wanted to talk to you was because Rachel found this article in the Smithsonian Magazine, and they published this article about the origination of the Aztec civilization, and they said that it was marked by the founding of the city, which I cannot pronounce. Uh, it's Tenochtitlan. Tenochtitlan, okay. So <laughs> they said that was, a, that was founded around 1325. Do you agree with this? And if not... When would you date the origin of the Aztec civilization?
2: Well, so those are kind of two different questions. So the city of Tenochtitlan was founded in 1325, at least according to uh, the Mexicas themselves, the people who we now call the Aztecs. Um, So they do write about their their own history. And their founding date is 1325. And certainly people were living uh, on the island at Tenochtitlan by 1325. Now the founding of the Aztec Empire is something actually a little bit different. The Aztec Empire is founded when three different city-states in the Basin of Mexico form an alliance that we call the Triple Alliance. And this doesn't happen until about 1429 actually, so only a hundred years before the Spanish arrive really is the Aztec Empire consolidated. So Aztecs was a term, is a term used to refer to the people living in the basin of Mexico um, sort of very broadly when the Spanish arrive. And the reason is because the Mexicas, which is the real name for the people living in Tenochtitlan and in much of the base, many of the people living in the basin of Mexico are ethnically Mexica. Although there are a lot of different ethnicities living in the basin of Mexico at the same time, speaking a lot of different languages. But the Mexicas tell the Spanish that they come from a place called Aztlan. And so because they come from Aztlan, they are Aztec. And so now we, mostly in the West, um, Mexican scholars, when they're referring to people um, that Westerners typically call Aztecs, they generally refer to them as Mexicas. Where I work, it gets a little bit weird because I work on an island that was actually inhabited by people that were not Mexicas. Um, Originally, they were Otomi, which is just a different ethnic group, a different language group. And so it gets a little difficult for me. Typically, when I talk about the Aztec civilization, I'm talking about Aztecs as a political group, a political entity. And if I'm talking about people specifically where we know their ethnicity, I will refer to them based on their ethnicity. So if I'm talking about the people from Tenochtitlan, those were Mexicas. That's interesting. (laughs) It gets very complex, I know. that's
0: fascinating. So you're even dating the main city different than the empire itself.
2: Right, yeah. Yeah. This is where the confusion comes in. I mean, it's just a misunderstanding. I think Mm -hmm. it's... very easy for people to generalize groups of people and of course it is if you're not very familiar with the area then it's easy to just call it say that's aztec all of those people are Mm -hmm. aztecs i teach undergrads and they are very confused about the difference between the aztec and for example the maya who to me are so so completely different that it blows my mind but of course you know we there's a lot of misunderstanding about that part of the world
0: And I think what spurred this, just so you know, is, so this date was in comparison to the first class that was for Oxford. Right. And the article points out that we're not trying to pit these civilizations against each other. Yeah. It's about our perception of time and when cultures existed. Right. What we got, though, is feedback is I think people just read the post and rather than reading even though it is a brief article, I don't know, maybe they did, but I got feedback saying this is whitewashing my history and things
1: yeah. like that. And
0: I wanted, we wanted to find out, well, are we? Is this? And we want to know the dates. For me, I didn't think of it as a sensitive tub- subject. Yeah. And yet it certainly would be right. perhaps because we have been blanketing many different ethnicities as Aztec.
2: Yeah. So I I should start by saying I'm I'm not a Mexican person. So I do not speak for my own heritage here. Mm-hmm. And so I understand if you maybe if you were a Mexican or felt some strong ties to the Aztecs, how you might be a little bit more sensitive. But in this regard. I actually think it's really, as somebody that studies the Aztecs and realizes how few people understand when the Aztec civilization was going on, when it, when it really existed, um, articles like this are really refreshing because they actually sort of remind people the Aztecs are a fairly recent civilization in our history. When we say ancient, I mean, I don't even consider that really ancient, right? Mm. This, is, this is on par with Renaissance Europe, what we're talking about here. And yeah, and I actually think it's really really significant to note that. I don't see it as pitting against each other either because again as somebody that studies the Aztecs I understand how advanced the Aztecs were and so to me it's it's not shocking at all that what so Oxford University existed before there were also schools and were for the Aztecs as well I mean there were people writing and reading and um doing very advanced calendrics right yeah. so it, this isn't some dumb civilization it's just that people it's just so poorly understood Whenever the Spanish arrived, they sort of had been hearing about Tenochtitlan for a long time because uh, Tenochtitlan is in central Mexico, so it's not along the coast. So when the Spanish arrived, they heard about Tenochtitlan before they found it, right? They were journeying specifically to Tenochtitlan to find the Aztec capital. And so when they arrived, these were men, um, largely sort of upper class men, who uh, wrote about their experience of seeing the city floating on the water for the first time and how amazing it was, how it was something they really couldn't even wrap their brains around. Um, and so I always tell my students that because again, these are men coming from Renaissance Europe, right? Uh, and they can't even really comprehend how beautiful and just sort of expansive the city essentially floating in a swamp is to them. The founding of Tenochtitlan is sort of a fun story that uh, if you're familiar at all with Mexican history, I personally grew up in Texas, so we actually learn a lot of Mexican history. So I've been told this story since I was very young. So the Mexica are a group of people who come from the north vaguely, who come from a place again called Aztlan, hmm. and there's been a lot of speculation as to where exactly Aztlan is. Some people suspect the American Southwest, some people expect sort of northern Mexico, and some people expect uh, suspect actually much closer, sort of in just north of the basin of Mexico. There's a lot of sort of ideas about where they might come from. So uh, the story goes that they sort of travel down, they migrate down, and they're following their paint- patron god who's sort of in this like mummy bundle wrap and telling them where to go. And he tells them that they need to found their city in a place where they see a cactus growing out of a rock with an eagle on top. And that eagle has a snake in its mouth. And so if you guys are familiar with the Mexican flag, this is actually the emblem at the center of uh, the Mexican flag and so the legend has it that they end up seeing this uh, vision right um, sort of in the middle of uh, a swamp what is Lake Texcoco where eventually they do sort of actually build an island which becomes Tenochtitlan Um, so this is the legend right but in reality it went a little differently so I too work at a site that used to be an island and predates the Aztec period It was also a man-made island. It was also built in a sort of swampy lake. This was not such a crazy thing to do, as as sort of I had always been told, right, growing up. Because uh, what was going on is people living in the Basin of Mexico were exploiting this massive lake system that was there hundreds of years ago, right? And so when Polities began fighting with each other, moving your sort of your small group probably at the time onto an island, which was probably already there a little bit. It was probably a tell in the island that then later people built up. Moving people to live there permanently was not such a crazy thing because you're exploiting the lake resources. You're fishing, you're hunting waterfowl. You are actually cultivating spirulina, which is an algae from the lake, and you're you're protected, right? Um, in the middle of the lake, you build causeways to the mainland so you can trade, but you're very protected. And so, as warfare increases, it's actually a very strategic location. And so, Tenochtitlan is not the first island capital in this lake system by any means, but it is. The the one um, that becomes sort of certainly the largest uh, most populous and and most prominent eventually yeah
0: Wow so <laughs> they use like a natural formation of the world. <laughs> yeah. To create a moat, what we would think of in in Western. Or exactly. In European. It was yeah. this natural moat. And right. And it's a defense system. Absolutely. And also provides.
2: Also absolutely provides. Um, it probably also was important for their ideology, but it is the reason today that Mexico City is, of course, sinking. It's a great place to live if you're a relatively small population, but... Uh, Mexico City is now 20 million people plus and so uh, that area was not really meant to support uh, that kind of population and so this is why we have uh, beautiful colonial cathedrals sort of sinking and sloping and yeah falling essentially into the lake bed.
1: (laughs) So the ruins around the cathedral in DFA is, are those, is this where we're talking about? Yes, exactly. So wow, Mexico City there. itself
2: is, um, it, certainly the Zocalo where you're talking, this is all Tenochtitlan. Wow. Okay. So this is um, the original island and the Templo Mayor, which is the temple that actually, um, so the cathedral that you're speaking about was actually, Part of it was built from the rubble of the Templo Mayor that was destroyed by the Spanish. And so that was the central temple in Tenochtitlan. And the Spanish were quite tricky. you know. They came in and it's quite a symbolic act to destroy the most important uh, religious space, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then to build a new religious center right next to it, really sort of overlapping it and really literally out of the same stone. Um, so it was quite a strategic act on the part of the Spanish. They were, Whoa. It's totally yeah, they knew dwarvesing. what they were doing. It's
0: yeah. It's horrible.
2: Yeah. In fairness, the Aztecs did a lot of terrible things too while they were conquering other polities in the basin of Mexico. I write a lot about how the Spanish rewrote history when they came in because as they conquered the Aztecs, they promptly burned all uh, books and idols. Uh, essentially, they, what they wanted to do was eradicate all things that they saw as blasphemous mm-hmm. um, because it would then be easier to uh, bring all the indigenous peoples into the Christian faith. So they actually saw it as a relatively uh, a well-meaning act. Um, and then after these sort of idols and books and written histories really were burned, they later worked with indigenous peoples to uh, rewrite Aztec histories, because they, and not just histories, but um, they wrote about their customs. They really wanted to understand the people they were dealing with. Again, uh, largely probably to exploit resources, understand political systems that they also exploited, social systems. But the Aztecs did the same thing also when they were conquering, is they also burned other people's uh, histories um, so that they could then rewrite a Mexica history.
1: So how old is the oldest Aztec site?
2: I mean, the old, depending again on how we define the Aztecs, the oldest Aztec site Probably is Tenochtitlan only in the sense that it is the most true Aztec site. Thirteen twenty-five is probably an arbitrary year. It was probably chosen for uh, because it had some calendrical significance. Um, but around then, around the, we're talking the early fourteenth century, Tenochtitlan is founded. Yeah.
1: How long did the civilization thrive, or is it still active today? So the Aztec
2: civilization is essentially as soon as the Spanish came, um, they. Not immediately, but sort of slowly uh, made their way. They sort of built initially an alliance with an Aztec king and then ended up killing him and eventually did take over. And there was a new king crowned after um, Montezuma was killed, but that didn't last very long. And essentially, I mean... Because the Aztecs are really defined as a political entity more than an ethnic entity because they were actually a multi-ethnic group, as soon as the political entity was eradicated, the Aztecs, really, the Aztec civilization was eradicated. Now, Nahuatl-speaking people who are certainly um, descended from Mexicas absolutely still exist today and many different ethnic groups in the Basin of Mexico that are pre-Hispanic still exist today and certainly many of the people living in Mexico City uh, descend from Mexicas uh, whether or not they still identify as such or speak Nahuatl or have really any customs but the Aztec civilization as um, you guys may know probably more than any other early civilization in mexico is uh really tied to nationality in mexico um so a lot of mexican people especially again from central mexico and sort of the surrounding area identify with aztec history regardless really of their true ties to it the aztecs were They were political geniuses of the new world, I would say. They were quite different than the Inca. The the Aztecs and the Inca are held up, sort of, uh, as far as Native American studies go, as sort of the two true empires of the new world. They functioned very differently, existed in very different contexts. And I really won't go into that now because it would involve a whole nother history altogether. We'll do Um, another episode. Yeah, totally. Comparing the Inca. They're fascinating as well. And far more tragic, I think, actually, in a sense, in the Spanish, uh, than the Aztecs, they were treated very badly. Um, but the Aztec, I think, their greatest contribution is certainly to. Uh, The Spanish, when they first arrived, was their political system. Uh, It was just so, um, it was a science. It it was so complex, but so controlled. It allowed for nuance within different polities across the basin of Mexico. So it sort of quietly allowed for polities that predated the, the empire itself to sort of continue existing as they had before, as long as they started paying taxes to the Aztec state. And as long as they sort of respected basic Aztec laws, uh, which there really weren't that many. Really what the main goal of the people sort of at the top, the kings, um, but also other political leaders and the Aztec capital, was to... uh, exploit their resources. The Aztec empire is huge. It stretches all across the basin of Mexico. Well East, Uh, it has its fingers sort of into the Gulf of Mexico into Southern Mexico and Oaxaca. This is a far reaching empire and it allowed them to exploit a really broad range of resources. And so taxation was really the ultimate goal. Um, Taxation and then also probably taking captives was important. Sacrifice was super important for the Aztecs. So there was a fair amount of human sacrifice going on during that time, um, which also, as you can imagine, like terrified the Spanish. Even though they had seen their fair amount of also sort of bloodshed um, in Europe, certainly I think it was the nature of Aztec sacrifice that gives them such a bad name. I mean. In the end, uh, the Spanish Inquisition was going on, right? Other terrible things are going on in Europe. But I think when you see a, a man's heart get ripped out of his chest with like a stone axe, it can be really startling. And then they threw their bodies down temples and I think the whole scene. But that was sort of part of it for the Aztecs. I think they also ruled a little bit with fear. And so certainly that was part of their political strategy as well.
1: So the Aztecs and Mayan had similar because Mayans did the same thing, heart ripping and the.
2: So the Maya were also they did do human sacrifice. I think in both cases of the Aztec and the Maya, though probably more so for the Maya, the amount of human sacrifice going on was probably a little bit over. It's a little bit overstated in our culture. I think we. Think of these people as savages. The fact is that blood sacrifice for them was a big part of uh, their religious beliefs. And for the Maya in particular, they did a lot of auto-sacrifice. So they actually did a lot of bloodletting of themselves. So they would string rope with thorns on it through their tongues and bleed. Or uh, men did uh, penis perforation and they would bleed. from. So it didn't always necessitate the killing of another individual. It was more the giving of blood that was so important. Then again, the Maya are another beast altogether and a lot of diverse uh, polities over there. The Maya did not function as an empire as you guys may or may not know. They're actually just a series of different sites that we again just call Maya because they have a lot of shared characteristics. Um, But yeah, there was a lot of variation over time and across space as well in the Maya region. Yeah, the Maya essentially completely predate the Aztecs. Unlike Aztecs, we don't really call people Aztecs anymore. We do call people Maya today. Maya people are still uh, very much alive, speaking a wide array of Maya languages. And so Maya people lived at the same time as Aztecs, but Maya civilization, as people sort of call it, Mostly inaccurately, um, it it was no longer the classic Maya that we think of when we think of these pyramids and these sort of massive teeming cities. Those were no longer uh, those no longer existed when the Aztec civilization was in power.
1: That's where my confusion came in. Yeah, because I always thought they were contemporaries, and so I thought like, how could this possibly be true? That that's, yeah, that's really yeah. fascinating. Okay,
0: this is awesome. this is why it's <laughs> so important to yeah. do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. There is so much confusion when you get farther away geographically from where you're raised yeah. or whatever to even know the history of the peoples there. Yeah. And there is a lot of blending, I think, Right. Of, in my mind in and in I presume in a lot of people's minds, of Mayan and Aztec yeah. lore and tradition. and
2: Right. The Aztec and Maya are kind of unique, and as well as the Inca. They're, they're all unique in the sense that people can know remarkably little about them but still sort of know of them. And so we, we throw together sort of a few little details in our mind about what the, those civilizations represent. But in fact, yeah, often. Yeah. It's like it's quite different.
0: <laughs> maybe Roman gods and Greek gods and people interchanging them. Yeah,
1: of course. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that is so fascinating. Okay, so this is going to be hard to narrow down. This is the last question about what's the most interesting aspect of Aztec culture that you want people to know about that maybe they don't or something you find super fascinating? I mean, it's all fascinating, so that's a really hard thing to narrow down.
2: I guess one of the things I would want them to know is that the most... Aztec archaeological findings have taken place uh, within the past century and even more than that since about the 70s which I find really remarkable considering um, people have been living there continuously since Aztec period, right? Uh, So, in the case of Maya sites, for example, many of them are in the rainforest. And so when they were abandoned, um, jungles essentially overtook them. And so it's not surprising when people say, we discovered a Maya site. It's like, yeah, yeah, there are a lot of them out there that people don't see every day, right? Only sort of people living in that area ever see them. But with the Aztecs, this is people have been living on top of things like the Templo Mayor for centuries, and it was only recently that these sites have been rediscovered Some of the monuments are quite scary. I guess the Aztecs had a penchant for, like, they had a lot of uh, skull iconography and a lot of death images, and so some of these monuments were found and people wanted to just rebury them (laughs) because they thought they were something demonic, Um, but I'm glad they didn't because they're some of the most amazing monuments we have. In fact, the largest Aztec monolith was recovered, I think, in 2007, so not even that long ago. It's really weird to me uh, to think about that, that there was a whole city that existed for centuries and people were walking all over sort of the ruins of their ancestors.
0: Wow, there is so much I did not know about Aztec culture.
1: Yeah, me too. I mean, I've been to Mexico City, and I didn't realize that that was the seat of Aztec civilization.
0: Yeah, I I didn't realize it was right there. I just said Aztec culture, but she pointed out Aztec empire. It was a bunch of different ethnicities and a bunch of different cultures that were under the empire. So, so many different peoples that were really part of this political system whether they wanted to be or not, but they still could hold on to their own cultural rights, which is really cool.
1: Yeah, and they were all blanketed under Aztec. I didn't realize that Mayan culture happened so much before Aztec. I thought that Mayans and Aztecs were around at the same time and that they fought wars with each other.
0: It's really uh, our education system is lacking.
1: Yeah, but thank goodness we have somebody like her we can go and talk
0: to. Okay, guys, that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week.
1: And thanks, Kirby, for being part of this show. That was really
0: awesome. We had a lot of fun interviewing you. And until next week, I'm Rachel.
1: And I'm April.
0: Bye-bye.